What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This is Going Local Podcast, and this is our number X episode because we're not sure at what time this released. Uh, we don't even know if that's the name of the podcast yet. You're exactly right. But that shows that you're a part of this at the beginning. And this is about the only time we're going to talk to you because today we are talking with Elliot Hammerman, uh, an extraordinaire of many things, including <laughs> Burgundy Wines, Long watches, Walks in the Beach, and uh, Fine Cigars. Um, and we also have Gabe Harris. Gabe Harris is in the house. What's up, Gabe? What's up, Brandon? Good to have you. Thanks for the intro, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, so we're rolling into this thing. Elliot Hammerman to our side. We'll call it our south side. Who the hell are you? Why is anyone going to care? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I don't know. I like to smoke great cigars and drink great wines and surround myself with great people. Besides that, uh, I run a few companies and, uh, you know, just try to make it day by day. I think that's our connection has been, we were just talking about it many years ago, uh, over half a decade ago, if we just want to make it sound longer than it is. But about six years ago, we met, uh, we've developed a really cool personal relationship and professional relationship. And you own uh, Solar Contract Carpeting is your... Your mainstay? Main thing, yep. And what what is it? Uh, we do uh, floor covering to uh, multifamily and like commercial stuff. And so that's primarily day-to-day, and we uh, operate in uh, several markets. And uh, that's that's pretty much the story of that. It, it seems overly simplified, but when you could see that stuff, for instance, we've had that, the pleasure of going up and working with you. <laughs> And we'll talk about that as well. But Gabe, what, what was your biggest kind of takeaway? From our trip to uh, Detroit? Uh-huh. Um, I, I was probably the fullest I've ever been after <laughs> that meal we had at the steakhouse. Oh, yeah. That is a good... That's actually something you forgot about, which is the biggest lesson to learn about Elliot Hammerman is never go to dinner with Elliot he, Hammerman. He treats... Every, we're at ICC, which I don't know if we said that yet, but... Every, he has a reputation of treating people to extravagant dinners, <laughs> and I, when I, the first one I experienced le- almost left me in a coma. For, I almost <laughs> couldn't complete the work weekend that we had. We That's definitely, good. yeah, I'm glad neither of us drove home. But the good thing is, it, <laughs> you really get into this because overall, this podcast is really finding its way and what it's going to be. But I think the most important thing is some of the concepts that local businesses. National businesses, international, can take into play. And I think one thing that's very important that I've seen within you that I haven't seen anywhere else is the concept of treating someone better than you expect to be treated back. 100%. Will you talk about that and how, how you integrate that thought process into your, in your professional life? Uh, well, it just, it's a simple concept. The, you know, if I treat people better... Ultimately, my goal in life is to make sure everybody else is taken care of. And so once everybody else is taken care of, you know, I'm hoping there'll be a few crumbs left for me. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. What actually matters to me is that everybody's taken care of, everybody has a good time, and, and that's really it. And in the professional side, when you take care of your employees, when you take care of, you know, everybody involved... They want to come to work. They want to work harder 
not only for you, for themselves, for their family, for everything. I mean, it just motivates them to do better when they feel that they're treated amazing and, and not necessarily they've done everything for you because it, it, it's not expected. But the reality is, is if it's just a good motto. The more you can treat other people better, the more uh, you know they'll perform for you. Yeah, that's really the truth. I remember going in there and just seeing everybody's face light up when they saw you, and I thought it was interesting because you live here in Frisco, and the location was in Detroit. I don't know how often you go there, but it was just the excitement. It was genuine excitement when people saw you, and absolutely. And you do have multiple locations. How many locations are you? Uh, Well, we actually for the floor covering side, we operate out of two locations, but multiple states out of those two locations. And it's cool because. These same people that were lit up to talk about you, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't because you signed their check. It wasn't this. Right. It's because when we ask the people who have been there, they've been there for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and they've been working at the same desk, the same operation, same everything for 20 years. How do you, re- how do you retain those people? How do you retain employees in a world that turnover is exceedingly uh, um, cumbersome? That that just it all comes down to culture. Uh, aside from me, I mean, it's it's the people that uh, we hire uh, that follow that same culture that have those same ideals, and the the reason people want to stay is because they feel like even though it's outside of a a family, it, it still feels like a family, no different than ICC is, and so that's the main reason I think. I think if. Uh, the you know if you hire the right people that have the same type of motto the same type of values and that treat other people with the same respect and and the same you know giving mentality that you'll you know people want to work for you and that's the that's the bottom line because they a lot of people can work anywhere it's they choose to where they work because of you know how they feel every day how how they like the people that they work with and the people they work for what would you say is that? That's that's obviously a, a wise thing to say. What have, is there a time that you can think of where maybe you stepped on a landmine? It could be personnel perspective. It could be sh- I shouldn't have done that. Um, is there a, a time where you look back and you see it and it just stings you to think about oh, I shouldn't have done that or um, I'm definitely going to learn from it. I mean, I think that you learn things every day, and there may be things that I step on using that mentality every day. And um, and the best thing I can say is that you, whatever those things may be, you you have to learn from those. You have to almost I this goes with this term of failures. I'd say you have to celebrate your failures along with celebrating your successes because that's how you get better every if you look at any solid business or business owner everybody's had failures and it's how you move forward from the failures or move forward from the not hitting your goals and that's what defines people and defines companies i'm with you i think that's a cool thing i don't know what your thoughts are of what you've seen it seems like a pretty simple operation with solar contract but yeah and i I mean, what we did for you was pretty surface level. We did a video, right? And and this was kind of pretty far back. This was what twenty seventeen, sixteen, somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what what is your actual day to day with them? What what do you do? Because I know that I mean, I know that you're 
the hospitality is amazing. I remember, I remember Begley, Brandon's mom, uh, just the excitement that she had when she was putting together your Christmas order that you, that you right. placed, that was like the biggest order she had ever had. And she filled that entire warehouse out with stuff. I mean, it, what is your job other than just treating people? That's <laughs> <laughs> what it seems like. Well, that's what I try to do daily. Um, no, uh, interaction wise, um, we, uh, we kind of run with the concept uh, as a company. We let people to have uh, as much autonomy as possible. Um, and so when, uh, how I get involved is, I mean, basically I get involved with the management level people on a day-to-day basis and just they tell me where they're at and what they're doing. And, you know, and they may come to me with questions uh, for whatever the, their issues may be. But um, sometimes, you know, I, I like to spend calling the, you know, our customer service people and different people in the organization just just as kind of a check, see how they're doing. Because it, it's important that that people feel important. And, and they are a part of, an important part of the company. They are, it's not just the management and not just the, you know, uh, top level people that are important. It's everybody from the person that works in the warehouse all the way through the the top level of the organization. You have to treat everybody with the same respect, the same, I mean, because, without every job and without every role, we wouldn't be where we are. And so the, that's really, that's the day-to-day thing for me, you know, um, Aside from, you know, all the fun stuff like the financials, the back office and all those things, it's a it's a motivational role in terms of making sure everybody is, um, you know, keeping within the, the company culture and that making sure everybody feels like they're not on an island and they're part of the team and they're important. And that's basically it. How how big is the company? Uh, so we have about 100 employees. Uh, and so uh, across different states and so yeah and you and you've you you, did your dad yeah so my dad started the business several years back and then um together we've uh together and independently we've done several um uh, uh, expansions and sales and all kinds of different stuff so we've we've started organically we've bought businesses we've done all kinds of stuff through the years and uh it just, you know, it's all a matter of timing. And so when the time's right to buy or the time's right to sell, we, we do those things. Mm. I'm, I'm just kind of interested in the scalability of it because yeah. I know how, how big it is. And I don't know, right. when, when you started with it, how, how, how much has it grown since then? Because it, it's um, a yeah. huge well, operation yeah. now. Right. So uh, it, it's actually been scaled lots larger before. Um, we, we, several years back, we were a, a much larger entity than we are today. It, it's, um, it's not always about size for us. It's, it's about getting the right balance of everything uh, as far as um, employee count, market area, and then time for us and what we want to do in our initiatives w- within the company and outside the company. So Yeah, it's an interesting thing. You think this infinite scalability model. Right. You don't think about this ebb and flow and identifying when it's time to scale up, scale back, understand right. where you're at, because those needs might not be there always. Absolutely. And it, and it just comes down to what I'm hearing is efficiency. Efficiency runs it and how effective can you be? And you see that, that yeah. even inside of the details of a reason why you guys are more profitable and more successful is you have less waste. 
you right. yeah. take and, in more detail. Right. And so, yeah, our, our process level detail, just being in the business for so long, um, that, I mean, that's been one of the things that have made, has made us so successful is all, all of the processes that, that we follow day to day. And, um, and, and it does help with all the years of experience because there's like going back to what we were talking about before, you know, you learn so much each and every day. And so the longer that you're doing this business, the more you understand it and the more you can do it more successfully. I'm curious if, because I know a lot of local businesses and, and, and business owners now are getting this flood of, of millennial workers. Do you have many younger workers that come into this? Is there a, how do you balance? Because that's a whole different mindset. It right? is a different mindset. How do you employ millennial workers? What is your mindset with younger workers? Um, well, it goes with everything. We, we need, we want to work with people to, to get the most productivity and the most performance. We do need them to, uh, you know, integrate with our culture and, and 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 the way we flow as well. So we have to find the balance. But you know, if something works for somebody that may not work for someone else, we try to make that work for them. Uh, COVID's been really interesting because we have a lot of workers that um, work remotely now, and so um, which it has been great for some of some of those millennial workers because they like doing that it gives them more even more freedom and more autonomy and um in many regards we found that some roles can continue to work remotely you know should they want to and we want you know we want to continue that um so but as far as millennial workers i feel um you know you just you have to you have to balance the their needs with your needs and find what fits for them and what fits for the company and and in some kind of compromise. Um, but yeah, it definitely is different from somebody that is you know fifty to sixty years old to somebody that's twenty years old coming into the business. They want to uh, you know manage themselves, their time differently, to manage how they communicate with customers, how they communicate with employees. You know, some people prefer the telephone. Some people prefer texting and computing. It's all, it, it's all different. And we have a little bit uh, of luxury of of trying to work with both of those styles. But we are probably, uh, as far as technology uh, is concerned, we're probably the in our industry the most highly technological company out there for our industry. Uh, we do things that other people don't do uh, technology-wise. Interesting. So, yeah, you think about flooring. You think about carpet. You think right. about you know, vinyl flooring. You don't think about technology, do you? But, mm-hmm. but it is definitely that. What are, what are some of the things that you do? Uh, um, seems- well, so uh, it's just a, all a matter of leveraging um, technology to make every role more efficient to make the company more efficient and uh, to make each job actually more efficient. So uh, as far as technology is concerned, um, we run an entirely uh, Citrix-based environment. Uh, So everybody that has computer access pretty much can do their work from an iPad, from a laptop, from anywhere, literally anywhere, and have access to everything. Um, and then, um, now there is some synergies that, uh, are obtained by people being within an office environment because 
then you're not sending 10 emails to communicate with somebody that normally sits five feet from you. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as far as uh, technology is concerned is on the um, production side in terms of getting people and crews out, uh, iPad based uh, installers, same thing. They get they can get their work on an iPad, and as far as uh, as far as carpet rolls and carpet racks, which the both of you have seen that, uh, we're getting ready to go completely iPad based with that as well, so that um, even the the wrong rolls can't be pulled from the forklift to be cut and all that same thing. And same with the cutting machines, they won't cut the rolls. If the if the, everything doesn't match up, if it doesn't scan in right, and all that, so there's some technology stuff that's kind of behind the scenes that customers would never see, but it makes us more efficient and it makes our people more efficient. And it works out uh, best for the customer as well, right? Because it they're does. Not getting the wrong, right? They're not getting the wrong goods, and then, um, and, and they're getting it more efficiently. Uh, hopefully, we can you know be more you know get get their work out quicker to them and and stuff. We we do do same day service, so. Um, but it, it also really helps our installation crews because they're not wasting time waiting around, things like that, getting the wrong stuff and having to, you know, wait on the correct stuff to be delivered. So there's a lot of efficiencies. Most of all of that is behind the scenes, but we do, uh, we have put a lot of customer focus uh, as well um, as far as notification systems for our customers, letting them know when somebody is on the way, when they're on site, once they leave, they all can get um, text notifications or email notifications. So that way uh, they're informed because many times um, the customer may not even see our people because they're in apartment units and things like that. So they may not know when they arrive, when they leave and all that. And it just keeps them in the loop and informed. And so without them having to make a phone call to kind of find out, hey, what's going on? Or where's your guy? And if somebody's running late or whatever, it'll also tell them that, hey, somebody's running 45 minutes late, but they're still coming and or whatever. Yeah. It just kind of, the more that we can communicate with our customer, the better. And, and very few people have systems to do that in our industry right now. It's common in other things, but um, it's just not really common in our industry. Yeah, customer service is a make or break right now. I mean, so... It, it's not easy to get the communication go- done, but just with the, it's easy for older style companies to relax and just do what they've always done. But to be innovative and ahead of the game, it, it says so much when you just know that your customer support's going to be handling everything. And yeah, and today, and especially given the business environment of COVID, uh, all businesses have had to adapt and change, uh, and it's even more important. To have uh, a bond and a connection that with your customer that maybe the next guy doesn't have, mm-hmm. so that's it's credit. Cust- being customer focused is the most important thing. That's to me, it's come out of COVID. Um, how, how important that relationship is with your customer. Well, it gives them that sense of mind. It gets them, right. gives them that sense of peace that they're taken care of. One, but <clears throat> I think you can see this within the other businesses. You have this adapt or die which is mm-hmm. legitimate at this point. You figure it out, you do it. But if you can do it while you're still smiling and still having fun with it, yep. that's where, to me, is a big, a key integral part of your personality, which echoes throughout your business, which is balancing fun with business. Mm-hmm. And we've had, I think, when we've worked together, 
it's awesome because it's it seems to be that perfect balance of get what we need to get done but also have fun well i think we have plenty of stories but (laughs) maybe that's just a good segue to to talk about uh you know the What's kind of the, what's the coolest thing that you've seen, Gabe, within working with Solar Contract with Elliot? From a business perspective? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to take a step back because in the situation that I'm talking about, I did have my passport. <laughs> Though I was one of the three people who brought my passport knowing that we might go to Canada when we visited Detroit. <laughs> I didn't even know it was that close. <laughs> I mean... Who would have thought you need a passport to go yeah. to a different country? So, so why don't you? Why don't you? Because why don't you? Yeah, why don't, Elliot, you? why don't you talk about what what happened? And well, we before we left on this journey to go uh, up to Detroit, we had mentioned that we might go to Canada somehow or another. Um, me and Brandon uh, just didn't bring our passports. Uh, I, I don't even know why, honestly. Uh, but we're, we're uh, gonna be busy. Yeah, we're and it be- never crossed your mind that the trip to Canada might not happen. It was still just ah no, yeah. we did this in high school. We'll, right, we'll be we're fine. Gonna, we're gonna be no problem. So, needless to say, after uh, working one day, we were driving around downtown Detroit, and we literally. I don't even think we had a plan to necessarily go to Canada, but we. Drove, I think we. I think we drove past it. Right, we drove past <laughs> the bridge. And we're like, that's the bridge to Canada. So I remember we looped back around <laughs> and uh, we're like, yeah, I mean, we should definitely do it. And we're like, we, well, you know, we don't have our that's, passports. And that's not what the Border Patrol agent said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it they would be unfair. Right. They, they, uh, they weren't uh, so thrilled with all this. So uh, it was interesting actually talking to the um, Border Patrol. Um, on the way in about, you know, hey, is this going to be a problem? And they they weren't too thrilled, but they actually said, you know, we could go on. And so we uh, our first encounter was with uh, the Canadian Border Patrol. Not all Canadians are friendly. No, <laughs> no. And especially uh, when you have your wife who just got done giving birth. <laughs> so you have your wife's pain pills in your backpack. Yeah. And then they search your car just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. Uh, they search your car if you go to another country without a passport. That yeah. seems to be standard operating procedure. Uh, th- th- that would be the case. So needless to say, after uh, an extensive search and some explaining, <laughs> we, 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 we were able to get into Canada. And uh, so we, we did uh, find a nice shop to buy a few cigars at in Canada. And a few is a, is a choice word there. That's a... It depends on in what quantity you're bunching a mm-hmm. few. It could be boxes. It could be cases. Every, it could be everything is relative. But to <laughs> Elliot, it was a few cigars. Right. It was just a few, and I tried to explain it to the um, the U.S. Border Patrol on the return that you know we may have a few cigars. Well, and also just to back up a little bit, we finagled our way into the into Canada. Stopped at a cigar lounge and said, all right, let's go back to Detroit. So it was literally, it was a, what, two-hour yeah. Oh, stamp? if that. Yeah. If that. I think we stopped also in a coffee shop. And you yeah. know that, that feeling when you were a kid? My, my kids, or my, my parents said, when the street lights come on, you better be inside. But you are way too far away from home when the street right. lights come on. And right. you're just thinking, how the hell am I getting back in this house? Mm. That's the feeling I had for the solid 90 minutes we were there. And then 
you had purchased many cigars, a few. A few. few. And not just any cigars. Right. The only cigars we're not supposed to bring back into the country. Right, yeah. And then we stop with with the Border Patrol and we go, you know... Let's be respectful. We're doing something illegal. They're letting us get, get by. Elliot didn't share that mindset. He thought, let's see how funny we can be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to speak for, my, for all of us here. Elliot was the funniest. You were the funniest person you've ever met. Yeah, of course, always. <laughs> Boy, that, that turned into a real shakedown, too, because then you get searched on the other side of the road, right? Yeah, and that one was worse. Uh, well, and that's when the first time I heard you ever call 100 cigars a few cigars. Yeah. And, uh, and it was to a border patrol yeah. who, who then followed up. Well, how many is a few to yeah. which? Yeah, well, I was just, I mean, telling them my thoughts, along with a few other things, possibly. You would but, be a terrible drug smuggler. Yeah, terrible. We just saw. I mean, we saw this <laughs> unfold yeah. right in front of our and, face. Uh, what does it look like to not... To absolutely get caught. So if anybody has any questions, the U.S. government does uh, serious shakedowns on people, uh, (laughs) including the residents of their country. It does happen. Uh, <laughs> even if you don't have proof, you're actually a resident. Right. Even if, if you just say you're American. Right. I was just trying to explain to them, you know, listen, we're American here. <laughs> but they weren't buying that. I, they may have heard that before from someone else. So we, we go through Border Patrol. We tell them we have a, a few cigars. They ask a follow-up, to which we say we have more than a few. They make us pull over to search the car, and we were there for a while. Longer than we were in Canada. Yeah, Yeah, longer than we were in Canada. We were in a different part of this. Just imagine a Greyhound bus station (laughs) if the prison just got broken out with people (laughs) next to the Greyhound bus. This was not a friendly location. We were getting looks from everyone. No, yeah. it was. And you never... Broke Got character. that smile out of your face the entire time. <laughs> and you could see him behind the counter like, I'm shaking that smile. I'm shaking yeah, that smile. Right, yeah. It just, I mean, I was just trying to, you know, get us back home. But at that point, but the problem is, is, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just kind of have my and, own way of getting it done. And then it ended with you having to pay almost the same amount that you bought the cigars for in taxes to get them back over. Right, but... Which they still didn't to this day, obviously, did not prove that how they came up with that calculation. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that our U.S. government agent, uh, you know, and his buddies back there took that money home and split it. But uh, I'm sure the government never saw any of that. Well, good for them. Yeah, good, good for, for them. them. Good for them. But the neat, the best part of the whole thing was we got to keep the cigars. I don't think we even smoked any of those no, cigars. No, I don't we? think so. It was really just about getting them back over. <laughs> so that accomplishment and that feat is something I'll, I'll definitely tell my grandkids. Oh, for sure. I mean, today, you know, when we did it even in 2017 or whatever that was, uh, it's still a pretty good feat to, you know, go to another country without the passport and, and make it back. And bring back illegal right. products. <laughs> And, and get to keep them. But, um, I regret having my passport for that trip because I still have to do that now. Yeah, see? Now you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't cross <laughs> that didn't off the bucket it. list. Right. You still have, yeah. So, uh, so if anybody is contemplating uh, going to another country without your passport, I'd probably, in today's world, definitely say no. Um, but, but if you're going to do it, yeah, if, do it in Canada. Yeah, don't do it on the Mexico <laughs> side because you may have a few more problems down there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think- <laughs> 
it's, but all the way through that, that entire project that we did, which was web build, it was video, it was that you guys can, those who are watching can see the work on, in, on solarcarpet.com. It was just an absolute blast that we got to go through and, and to see that come to life and to also, my favorite was breaking into a bunch of old factories in, yeah, in that was Detroit. <laughs> Do you remember walking to that one on uh, the second floor? <laughs> this, I've, I've never I've never felt like a dog with my tail between my legs more than that, when I saw that person's eye peeking through. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so... I'm thinking of a different time, okay. I think. I'm thinking of the one building. We got up to the second floor. We, we went in, and you came running back and said, there's a body in there. Exactly, yeah. Oh, it was that, It was right? that time. I was walking through the hallway, and I, I kind of look into a room, and then behind a door, all I can see is just the white eyeball of somebody looking at me through the door, and your... The guide who was... Um, yeah, my general manager. He's general manager. Is his name Doug? Yeah, Mike. Mike, that's what I said. Yeah, he. I, I just never felt like a bigger... Yeah. Ex- explicit. Yeah. Uh, the, and just ran behind Mike, knowing he had a gun, and he, and he just said, hey, we're just touring the buildings. But that... I, I didn't even know Detroit was in that condition. Like, I, I'd never been there. Oh, and there. that was, was, the, that was the better part of the conditions, I think, that we were in. Yeah, by the Roosevelt there. Yeah. But we also drove through some of the areas... That were not so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, as, as uh, challenging or rough as that was, that, that was probably one of the better areas that yeah. we were in. Absolute ruins. Yeah, that, it's, it's crazy, though. Some, uh, some cool old buildings, great photography, and great... And just, like... Untouched, like that room we went into that had all the VHS tapes yeah. in it. That oh. was just—it was. Yeah. It felt like we were in in an apocalypse scene. I still have those coasters. You remember we we yeah. pulled over that box of of VHSs and there were those coasters, and we started grabbing mm. some. I still have I still have one here with me. It's it, it was cool to bring that stuff back. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that was that that's finding the balance between making sure that you you have fun. If within any project and within anything that we do together, I, I'm, I know we rest assured that we're going to have some fun in doing what we do and, and how that echoes and brings back into uh, you know, and, your daily. And it, it would have been so easy for you to not pitch that to us. You could have easily said, let's go there, let's get the work done, let's have a dinner, let's head home. But instead you're like, we should go check this out. You guys haven't been to Detroit? Right, let's, yeah. Let oh. me treat you guys to an experience that you've never seen. And, I mean, it, it, it to this day is still one of my favorite trips just because oh. it felt, it was just so foreign. And to find out this is what a part of the United States looks like, it was very unique it's to me. Well, it's, it's something that we've spoken and, about. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And right behind, yeah, right behind We have you. photography that we use in ICC. And those of you who are, who are listening, ICC is Industrial Cigar Company. And a lot of our inspiration, photography, and stuff that we've, that we've used is from that trip and it, it's turned into a thing that I just can't wait to find another opportunity to work with you and do something where it opens the door to do something else. I mean, we, we were able to go to Vegas together with in solar, see Ryan yeah. Dungey's last supercross race, which was oh, yeah. for mm. me the, the crown jewel, uh, which I'm sure Brandon had no part in that. You probably just yeah, surprised exactly. him with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one that I made an executive. I yeah, think I might have just bought all of our tickets. <laughs> I think you did. I think so. Like, no, but, we got to go. No, I would say 2021, we, uh, we definitely need to do some new initiatives. I know we've been talking about them. And uh, 
in 2021 could be doing something that's out of the box for us, uh, as we've kind of discussed, the, uh, in, in a new area of growth for our business, the flooring business, and something that other people aren't really doing. And, you know, and this is the right team to lead it. Well, and the concept of it is really cool, which I, I really like that people who are listening can, can gravitate towards, which is how do you maximize, let me put it this way. How do you minimize waste and maximize opportunity? And this, as you get to older stuff, if you want to talk, and we don't have to talk too much of the details, but what was your mindset to go, let's take our trash and turn it into dollars? Right. So the, the whole concept is, is finding new avenues, different ways to use a material that is not necessarily obsolete, that is just... Uh, older than new material, I will say. Um, but to, to find different ways to sell e- even current material as well, not not just old stuff, but um, it, it's just finding out how to use every remaining good that's in the warehouse. So it's not just sitting there. It's not just dating. And it, there's, a, there's a need for it. And there, there are people that that want this product and this is a finding the right avenue and channels to get it to them in, in an efficient way that's efficient for them and efficient for us. And it's something that uh, other people in the industry aren't doing right now. Yeah, it's a pivot. Yeah. And I, so, so how much of your time is devoted to solar and then how much is to other projects? Cause we've worked with you specifically on, on your shirt, the Lucky right, yeah. 13 project yeah, right. and uh, vested in management. Right. So um, right now I would say uh, a good majority of the time is dedicated to solar, just given the business environment right now um, with, with COVID and everything changing day by day in in our business, in our industry and all that. So that that's kind of reshifted the focus back uh, to uh, this business right now, um, but yeah, there's uh, there's definitely some opportunities coming up for other projects as well, um, and in in other ventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. What's uh, what are the thing that? I, how much about this project do you know? You know a pretty decent amount, right? Uh, the uh, project just yeah with the solar project. Yeah, I know. I mean, it it kind of is just leveraging the the covid unfortunate covid standings that you're in but yeah. it's kind of leveraging just the online presence and being mm-hmm. more of a kind of i think that's my favorite and and forgive me for just tossing that out there yeah. open but my my mindset is it's really cool because going and doing things that are in our pocket and our wheelhouse are are fun and and we know them and we know the process and we know how to how to deliver that and this is cool because it's something that is relatively new to us that activates new people that helps us scale effectively, efficiently, and in the right in the right areas. So, for understanding where you know and where your mindset is, understanding this is going to be a little bit different than what our normal is. What is your approach to pull the veil back a little bit or the curtain back and let people see behind the behind the curtain of where does your when you get a new project, where does your mindset go, or what's your thought process? specifically with maybe this project. Yeah, well, I mean, just just the opportunity to kind of, I mean, it's not necessarily a rebrand, but just 
um, retargeting and refocusing on on a different clientele, and it's almost kind of a ground up. It feels like a it feels like a brand build. It is a brand build, pretty much. Yeah, I and, would say, and it's kind of just like a white label version of it. And I think it's just a cool a cool chance for you to to engage with a different clientele and and really leverage us for exactly what we're used for, which is a little bit different than than kind of what. Uh, right, you used to. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, it's a total different, this, w- when this project is completed, it'll be a total different channel than we've been marketing to ever, uh, or, and so the customer base will be entirely different than our, you know, than the current customer base, and um, it's uh, it's leveraging technology again uh, in, 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 in getting things sold and totally different than the way we operate our current channel. So pivoting on that, what what advice would you give to somebody who maybe has a business that's that's being challenged right now, maybe they're hitting roadblocks that they didn't ever see coming. What are what would your global 30,000 foot view advice be to any business owner, any manager, any decision maker of how to make it in 2020, 2021 now um, in, in this new environment we live in? Well, first and foremost, understand your company, understand your people, leverage not only your people, but make leverage your people in terms of making them understand that they're important each and every day for, for whatever it is coming to work in, in a challenging business environment. And then it really um, makes sure that you have, you have and solidify relationships with your customers um, and I would put a lot of customer focus in during this time because customers, they don't want to feel like they're out on an island and they want to, they want to understand and know that somebody is there for them during the challenging times that can service them, that can help them, and that will do things that maybe the next guy down the road won't do for them that won't take care of them when they need it today or when they need something tomorrow or whatever it may be in, in your business. But the the biggest thing uh, in today's uh, business environment is making sure that your um, cost structure aligns with your sales goals and everything else because all of that is so much more important than maybe it used to be, um, I think. So just ma- making sure that everything kind of lines up, make sure that your goals line up all the way through, the, whether that's customer goals, whether that's employee goals, whether that's culture goals, whatever whatever it may be. Make sure all your goals align, make sure your numbers align, and make sure your people feel that they're important because they are important. Yeah, I think, I think you just do. I, I think I like from what I'm hearing is just, you stay very dynamic with it regardless of the situation you roll with the yeah, punches you do you don't overscale you you cut back it's all about efficiency and i think just staying fluid throughout the whole knowing that things are going right. to happen that are out of your control and and working with them i mean in today's world the the term that's the exact term it is fluid da- daily i mean you and you have to be able to adapt on a daily basis to new challenges that may come about and if you're not able to shift and adapt very quickly, you're probably going to be left behind. I think that's perfect. So ultimately, in the end, adapt or die. Yeah. Take care of your people. Take care of your customers as though they are your people. 
in your business is, is already a step ahead. But to that point, uh, you know, uh, when you're, if you're talking about efficiencies and cutting back in things, uh, where, where people may cut back, they may, they may think to cut back in the wrong areas. You still need to leverage marketing. You still need to leverage technology. All of those components are if as important as they were before, they're more important now because the making sure that your brand is for, you know, out on the forefront compared to the next guys, that's also key because in today's world, anybody can call anybody or email anybody just as easily as someone else. And, and what makes them want to choose you is because it's easy for you them to do business with you. That's the biggest key today. How easy is it for someone to do business with you? If it's not easy, if it's complicated, if it's challenging, they're just going to go to someone else. And so leveraging all of that and making sure that your your marketing is everything is all perfect or as perfect as it can be uh is that's key i think well that's awesome elliot i we appreciate the hell out of you we're we're trying to figure out what this what this podcast is but with this being our integral launch episode i i think i couldn't think of a better person to be sitting here with i appreciate it and you guys are great and you guys I've always done great, and I'm looking forward to all the fun stuff in the future. Maybe it'll be another Canada trip without passports. Who knows? Let's go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. No, let's not do that. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Don't ask me twice. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Adios, folks. <laughs>